Hey guys, this is Chuma again, and you are listening to The Silent Doc. If you enjoy what you are listening to, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Currently, we're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Uh, please subscribe and leave a review because it goes a super long way. Uh, the links will be in the show notes below. And also, if you have thoughts about the podcast, find me at The Silent Doc on Instagram. I'm always looking for new ideas or feedback. Um, to see if we can make the podcast better. So with that, let's get to it. still dark. The hope of morning still awaits the sun. Maybe it will be late so I can have more time. The assertive pulsing of my alarm clock says otherwise. Looking through my window to the parking lot below, things almost feel normal. An empty belt line, the absent rumbling of I-85 and barren sidewalks. Is this the new normal? At least now I can breathe deep and see clearly. Before I know it, I'm up quick shower and I put on my conspicuous blue fatigues. But before I'm out the door, I see them. Through the TV screen, I see them shouting, applauding, and screaming. Hero. They tell me I am a hero, but I don't see it. My bag is packed, coffee's lukewarm, and breakfast is skipped. It hasn't been staying down lately. I walk to my car in house slippers now. The last portion of my uniform stays underneath the glove compartment. Wouldn't want to track invisible mud from the front lines into my own home. It's quiet in the garage. The radio greets me with, In these uncertain times, even though we are apart, we are still in this together. And by switching to GEICO, you could save up to 15% or more on car insurance. If we're in this together, then why am I the only one driving to work right now? It's a quick and eerie drive, but I've gotten used to this. The silver lining in all this madness is my commute only takes 7 minutes now. How should I spend this extra time? Free Krispy Kreme donuts? But then I remember, today's not Monday. BP is 50 cents off the gallon for healthcare workers, but does it matter when gas won't fill my tank? What about a beer from Gold Nail? Nah, that's been more helpful on the back end of the daily skirmishes. It's more toxin than comfort. They tell me I am a hero, but I feel like a soldier. I know my seven minutes of silent contemplation are up, as I enter the garage. Pulling in, I see what appears to be mass warriors returning from battle. It's hard to tell from just their eyes, but they look wounded. The tattered image on the staircase door greets me again with, all providers go to FOB to pick up your PPE. The man in the image has a scruffy gray hair, piercing dark eyes, and a pristinely white mask. But his eyes, are they stern or half crazed? I don't know, but they remind me to get behind my own mask. It's my most important piece of armor, my N95 helm. Then through the square window of the door, another set of eyes meets mine and stop. After what seems like an eternity of deciphering what the other might do next, I push the door open and scurry down the stairs, choosing to move quickly and safely ahead. It's a short walk to the employee side entrance. I pass the smell of Hebrew burnt barbecue mixed with flooded piping and sawdust from broken down pallets. I am traversing the green zone. 
the beleaguered building entrance and studded with cardboard flooring. Stop there. Good morning. A soft beep rings in my ear as the thermometer goes off. Clear. Have a nice day. I'm almost there. And all the while I see my comrades passing me with empty, wanting, and tired eyes. When will we get back to normal? The elevator door opens and we are all suspicious again. Eyes darting from one person to the next. Who exactly are we fighting? As I look down the long hallway to the ICU, I wonder. Maybe I should just head back to the green zone. Stop for a barbecue sandwich. Instead, I march forward at a steady pace, knowing full well that if my head could walk, I'd still be in bed right now. As the double doors open, I am greeted with the rush of drug-infused air, the smell of bedside latrines, and the wispy-thin hint of iodoform sterility. It forces itself through my mask. While the smell is putrid, its presence reminds me that my own more personal war is not lost. More layers of armor are added now. Bubbles fill my hands. 20 seconds. I have to go for at least 20 seconds. More bubbles. I place my face shield on. It quickly fogs and obscures my vision. A thin plastic yellow gown quietly clashes with my blue fatigues. Nitrile gloves slip over my hands like gauntlets. It's becoming harder to breathe. I can still smell, right? I push through the ante room with a hint of acid rising in the back of my throat. Skipping breakfast was smart. He is bilateral hazy infiltration, large distended loops of bowel, and Westermark sign in the right middle lung lobe with a temp of, wait, he is 38 years old. A former employee of Hartsville-Jackson Airport until two weeks ago when he was suddenly let go, and a father of two young boys. He was just achy, and then just a little out of breath around the house, until he was coughing and choking and in disbelief about his own inability to breathe. But that was before the ambulance arrived, and rapid response was called, and then he was brought to the ICU. He has become positive pressure rhythmically rising and falling chest on 100% oxygen with cement for lungs. Is this my foe? I don't see his face, but I will in three hours when we assemble the platoon. His family hasn't seen him in days. No visitors allowed. Sometime later we assemble. Respiratory therapist at the head. Me awkwardly holding a thinly soiled piece of bedsheet. Before I set my grip, our breathy captain bellows, one! I I don't have a grip. Two. H hang on, I still need to. Three. And with the might of our whole platoon, our patient's face suddenly emerges. But as it does, his tube temporarily dislodges and we hear the rush of machine air fill the room. I hold my breath for a second, somehow forgetting about the layers of protection I have wrapped myself in. In that moment, we all remember why we have decided to see the world through fog and smell it through filter. Before I can blink, our airy captain reattaches the tube, and I exhale. As our platoon marches out the room, I see his smushed face, flattened by the weight of his own body, and I think to myself, his family hasn't seen him in days. What would they think if they saw him now? Will they ever see him again? I make a half-hearted attempt to comfort him as my own fear of lingering too long tugs me closer to the door. Mr. Smith, we are doing everything we can to make you better. But the weight of Nimbex ensures he does not acknowledge me. They say I am a hero. 
They say I am essential personnel, but I feel like a half-blind, almost suffocating, terrified soldier fighting to weather the blows of these daily casualties of war.